Welcome to the Countries for Kids podcast from Case of Adventure. I'm Karen and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Trail of the Orchid in Singapore, Day 3, Mystery at Merlion. The next morning, Jake and I began our day in Chinatown, walking up Pagoda Street. The shop entrances were hung with bright red and yellow Chinese lanterns. Chinese toys like fluffy red dragons were for sale. There is an excitement in this district and people were bustling about. You can tour some of the homes of the early Chinese residents of Singapore and taste some yummy Chinese street food, such as folded pancakes with fillings. We learned about some of the Chinese traditions. Chinese New Year is one of the biggest celebrations in Singapore. The festival begins on the first day of the first month in the Chinese calendar around the end of January. Families celebrate with feasts and visit the homes of family and friends. They give each other hong bao, which are red envelopes with money inside, and tiny mandarin trees. The famous lion and dragon dances are held at Chinatown and along the Singapore River at both the quays. The biggest parade in Singapore is known as the Ching Ye Parade, a street and float parade with performances ranging from acrobatics to traditional dances. Care to try a Chinese delicacy, I asked, indicating the many food stalls nearby. Jake rubbed his tummy. Nope, I'm too full from breakfast. I'm surprised, I teased, I thought you never got full. Ha ha ha. Look, there are the bumboats Dad told us about, Jake exclaimed, pointing to the boats lining Clark Quay. The boats were flat fairy-like crafts. We paid for a voyage and the bumboat took us on a tour of the waterfront. We sailed past the Mariner Bay Sands Hotel. It looks like a spaceship, I told Jake. I think it looks like three large pillars with a monorail train plonked on top. Jake laughed. The Mariner Bay Sands Hotel had three huge hotel towers with the Sky Park on top. Sky Park is a long outdoor terrace with restaurants, parks and the world's longest infinity pool. A pool where the edge is made out of glass and the water runs over it. It looks like there's no edge, you just see water and sky. A tour guide told us, over there you can see the Art Science Museum, designed in the shape of a lotus flower. The museum had curved concrete arms sticking up into the air. Its unique shape channels rainwater into a reflecting pool inside the building. Jake and I hopped off the boat at the huge mer-lion statue, which is half mermaid, half lion, and was spouting water from its mouth. I pointed to the sign, Merlion resides at the waterfront Merlion Park. The statue stands tall at 8.6 meters and weighs 70 tons. We stood looking at the statue over the blue water surrounded by concrete skyscrapers. We read what it said on the statue. Singapore was previously named Temasek before the 14th century. The word Temasek means sea town in the Javanese language. In the 14th century, the island was renamed to Singapura. The name change came about after a prince named Sang Nila Utama came to the shore with plans to start a new city and saw a strange animal with an orange body and a black head, which he was advised by his men was probably a lion. 
He then renamed the island to Singapura, with Singa meaning lion in Malay and Pura meaning city in Sanskrit. Lion City. Singapore is often referred to as Lion City or Garden City because it's so green. The Merlion lion head signifies the lion that Singapore was named after. And the fish body and tail is to symbolize the fishing village that Singapore once was. So now we wait. Mom and Dad and the others said they'd meet us here. Jake and I stood there holding the souvenir of Merlion. Soon the others turned up and waved at us from nearby. They kept their distance though so as not to put off the contact person. We waited a while for someone to arrive. After a long wait, we saw a lady wearing a Merlion t-shirt. Jake gave me the discovery agent hand signal for suspicious person in that direction. She saw us, though she didn't understand our signals. She gave us the thumbs up sign. Jake returned the sign to her. We approached her and I said, guitar? She looked surprised to see us, I guess because we are kids. But she nodded, gave us the thumbs up again and handed me a new folded piece of paper. She said something that sounded like, is none, before marching off quickly. We unfolded the paper. Inside was a photo of a crimson sunbird and the same words as before, Tengahari. Tengahari means midday, remember? I said, yes, and what did she say? Is none? Jake asked. Jake dug in his pocket and found the note he had made showing all the days of the week in the Malay language. She must have meant Monday. Is none sounds like is none. That's tomorrow, I replied. We suspected the gang was getting edgy and needed to move things along. So where will they meet tomorrow? I don't know, but I'm sure we can find out. We joined the others and discussed the mystery with them. So the clue is the sunbird, Jake told us. That's one of the symbols of Singapore, the crimson sunbird, just like the lion and the orchid. A friend of Dad's from his office had invited us to dinner at their house that evening. Go and Mia Chen and their son Sona were expecting us. We rode on the very clean MRT subway a few blocks to their house and they met us at the station. We walked down the street past a few trendy cafes and shops. Did you know it rains all the time here for more than half the year? Often the streets are slippery like ice to walk on. Mr. and Mrs. Chen welcomed us to their home. We were so excited to meet Sona, who was our age. He was very friendly and had a big smile. He showed us around the house, which was very sparse, with tiles, modern fittings, black furniture and a TV, but not much else. They had what was called a dry kitchen inside the house and a wet kitchen, which is a bit like a scullery, but is outside while still being attached to the house with a roof like a porch. I guess it's too hot to cook indoors here, so the family does most of their cooking outside in the wet kitchen on a gas stove. The washing machine was also in the wet kitchen. We all sat on garden chairs in the large open room and ate some delicious shrimp and rice covered with peanut sauce. We explained our mystery to the Chens. Sona was very excited and begged us to tell him more details about our curious meetings. He examined the secret messages in delight. He told us he loved reading mystery stories, so to have a real live one was almost too good to be true. Mr. Chen thought the story about the rubber very interesting. 
We have big problems with rubber being sold on the black market here. Perhaps you have stumbled onto something. I have a friend in the police force. Perhaps he can help. Mr. Chen also told us about the popular Sunbird Cafe, which he thought may be our next rendezvous point. Mr. Chen called his friend and had a long chat with him on the phone, telling the police officer the whole story. It sounded like he was arguing, but then the conversation seemed to calm down, and he was nodding and saying, yeah, a lot. The police officer agreed that the Sunbird Cafe was a good option and planned to meet us there the following day at 11.30 in the morning. That would give us time to check things out before noon. Then the Chens took us glow-in-the-dark bowling. There was an ultraviolet light in the bowling alley which made our white clothes and teeth glow purple and green. It was totally awesome. Sona, Jake and I had a blast together. The Chens were very good at bowling and we learned quickly. We had to wear bowling shoes and choose balls that were not too heavy for us. We put our fingers into the holes in the large bowling balls to get a good grip before tossing them at the skittles. There's nothing better than getting your bowl on while your clothing glows. We were sad to say goodbye to Sona, but we exchanged addresses and promised to write when we got home. International Discovery Agents, this is your mission. Make a Chinese paper lantern. Make your own clues for your family to solve using words from another language. Try the Malay language. Ask your mom or dad to take you 10 pin bowling. That's all for now. See you next time.